My name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround everyday life and our walk with Christ. I always say faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So Yemi, what are we talking about today? Well, we are giving you all a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles of Jesus Christ and we apply it to modern day life. And today we are um, doing the most important miracle, which <laughs> is the miracle of Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we all know that this is the reason for the season and it is Christmas season. So it's only befitting that Philly and I do talk about the miracle of Jesus Christ in this season of miracles. And we're going to do a perspective that I'm sure a lot of you have heard, but the main focus is on the birth, but we're going to talk about um, the visit to Mary and Joseph when they were told about the arrival of Jesus. So I'm going to read the passage about um, Mary's encounter with an angel and Philia is going to read the passage about Joseph's encounter with an, uh, an angel. Mm-hmm. I am reading from the book of Luke chapter one, verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's, Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What more? Your relative Elizabeth has come pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived the son and is now in her sixth month for the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And then the angel left her. Amen. 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 That is uh, wonderful. And now I am going to read the passage from Matthew 1.18, which talks about the encounter um, that the angel came to Joseph. So I will begin. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been bethrottled to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child 
from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Amen. Amen. Love, love, love that scripture. Um, okay, so I love the fact that we took, um, we're having this discussion from both perspectives, both the angel coming to the Virgin Mary, as well as the angel also coming to Joseph. I think that this is very important, especially around just the idea of what Christmas is. It's about families, it's about unity. And I think that the reason why both of these scriptures are so important is because there needed to be unity in the household so that this birth can be even as miraculous as God has, has ordained it to be. I mean, if the, because Mary's conception, of course, Joseph was, was, was not, you know, uh, the father, it would have been talked about in in the community in society like how is he now taking on a wife who has conceived from someone else and of course the angel coming to him to say do not fear take this woman as your wife and have specific instructions from god knowing that joseph was also a man who trusted and obeyed in the lord this was a very important and significant um period so that this birth can continue in the form of of unity as god had had wanted it and for mary being in this situation, knowing at this time how horrible and it was to have one a, a first son, you know, during this time when there was so much chaos, she was also afraid, but was told by the angel to not worry. And then to know that also her cousin, who was a, a much older woman who was considered barren, had also conceived at the same time. I think that this miracle just really sends goosebumps through my body because so much of so much had taken place at the same time, but they all needed to work in cohesion for this wonderful thing to have occurred in the way it did. Yeah, Philly, I love that you brought up that this is about family um, because what's important is that prophecy must be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And so um, Joseph, Jesus's earthly father, is a descendant of David. And because David was an ancestor of the king to come, Jesus had to be in that lineage. So it was important for that family unit to come together. And the angels that visited both Mary and Joseph, they, for, they told them, do not be afraid. 
Because as you said, this is a trying time. And in trying times, you need your family. You need to have a solid unit. There was her cousin, a, a woman who was an in her elderly age, I don't know, it says in her old age in the Bible, but she was considered barren and she was pregnant with John the Baptist. Right. So, you know, the miracles of, of Jesus and John or the miracle that God was actually giving us for redemption was concentrated in this family and it had to be a descendant of David. And so the idea of family is so important. And I think during this season, this Christmas season, I love to be with my family more than anything else. It's probably the thing that makes me feel great, even though it can be a hard time, is the fact that I can gather with my family and feel loved and feel joy. And I I don't know when the when Christmas became so commercialized and about gifts. And I always tell people this is the most expensive time of the year. As I'm sitting in my living room, like bags and bags are stacked here. I still have to order gifts on Amazon. I don't want to lose sight of the message of what right. Christmas is right. <laughs> it is about the miracle of Jesus and the redemption and the gift that God offered us. But I love that you said it was also about family. You know, it also reminds me of really family is not blood. Family is who you bring and allow into your circle. People concentrate too much of, you know, blood is thicker than water and this and not that those things are not true, but Family are the people you actually bring around. And look at Joseph. Joseph was the earthly father for Jesus, right? But he still, he listened. He listened to God's word, you know, when the angels came to him and say, well, just trust and obey and, and was able to be a father to this miraculous wonder of the world that was here to, to save humanity. And it makes you also understand that even if someone is not your birth parent, that it's about who is there to nurture you. You know, it's it's not the idea that it has to be a, a natural process, but who is there to actually support you, be there for you, help you grow, help to nurture you like a plant, water you, you know, give you sunlight, sunshine, warmth, and everything else to make you grow into this and germinate into something that is so fruitful that you're able to also do the same thing. And and this idea of family is so wonderful because it's one of the first stories that are, are also so significant in showing that instead of it, uh, Jesus coming from two, two um, parents, like, you know, like, I'm sorry, like biologically, it's also showing that the family did not matter. Basically, it was like God put that family together for a reason. And that's what families are about. That's actually what I wanted to, to stress and emphasize. And that's what I love about what this, this story exemplifies. Yeah, I like that you said God puts together family. There's a family that you're born with and there's a family that you choose. Mm -hmm. God has something to do with all of that. He, he knows us before we are even born. So, you know, sometimes people don't have the greatest situations in their family. They they don't have the best environment, but there is a reason for that, right? There is a reason why you were put in the midst of this family. And maybe you're to, to break generational courses. Maybe you are to turn the tide, even if it's hard. Maybe you're the miracle for your family. Or, or maybe, you know, it's a step 
to move you into the next sphere of your life so you can have the family that you have desired. So sometimes we are not really certain about the situations we have in our lives, but God has destined us to be in these situations and have these connections with people, whether we're born into them or we later adopt them as our families. And so this season, it's important that we show our loved ones, whether they're our biological loved ones or mm-hmm. our, our blood loved ones or the family we have come to adopt it. Maybe your spouse, maybe, you know, friends, maybe the, you know, the person you call cousin who's not really your cousin. It's time to show appreciation and love because there are miracles birth in those interactions. There's love in those interactions. There's hope and future things that God has promised in those interactions. So this season. Yes, Jesus is the reason for the season, but he also presents a reason of familiar hope or a family hope, something that we can look forward to, something that we can treasure. And like I've already said, I love being around my family for Christmas. I think it it just brings me such joy. Even after I spend all this money, I don't even care. It's the laughter that I, that I love. It's the (laughs) smiles that I love. It's the conversations that I love. There, there is something about being around people that make that makes your soul or your heart sing just like when elizabeth met up with mary and they were both pregnant and the babies in their 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 stomach were kind of doing somersaults they're thinking about those like connections that you have with people that that's what we should focus on this season making sure that you're around the people that support you and that love you and that make you feel secure in who you are make you feel protected and and make sure you're giving that as out as well absolutely um i i love the fact that you talk about making connections because in this story after mary was was visited by the angel she also walked many miles to go to her cousin who was considered barren about the news and realized, and they both felt their babies somersaulting and making that connection who was, you know, for Elizabeth, it was John the Baptist. So I think that the connections are very important because just like we have to plug into God, we also have to plug into people who light us, who keep us lit, who don't dim our lights, and also the people who who bring joy to us because negativity is around us all, but we have to pick and choose who we have in our circles. You can't choose your the family you're born into, but you can choose the family you choose to have around. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and and thank you. And, and also love from a distance, you know, because sometimes it's very difficult. Some people just don't have that light, that joy inside of them and you know, don't like to see people happy because they themselves aren't. This is the time and you hope that you can be a light for someone else. Reaching out and talking to someone, you know, having a connection with someone because you just never know you know, people always need someone, you know, no man is an island. And this is the time that we have to embrace those that make us feel good, you know, and have those feel good uh, uh, hormones going in our body. And (laughs) it's funny that you're talking about doing all this because I don't know if people know this, but you're born on Christmas. So you and Jesus (laughs) share birthday. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I think that's such a wonderful thing because you're not talking about, or, you know, you can't wait to receive all these gifts. Here you are sitting in your living room with your living room, looking like a factory for all the things that you're ready to do for someone. And yet still, it's also your birthday. So I think that it's such a blessing to be around someone who is like you, who is so giving and thoughtful and, and you're so relentless in just making sure that the people around you are so good. And I just continue to pray for your blessings and your heart's desires that God grants them to you because honestly, you deserve everything wonderful coming to you. You're such a great human being and doing this story with you just makes me feel even closer to you. Oh, thank you, Celia. <laughs> I feel like the tears just oh. welling up. It was really, really sweet. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. I mean, when I tell people like my birthday's on Christmas, I can't, I don't tell, I don't reveal it like yeah. up front. You know, you have to ask me and sometimes I might even skate around it. I might be like, oh, it's in December, you know, unless you you're like, what day? You know, I don't <laughs> you know, people talk about it. And I'm like, I don't know what it is about Christmas that you know people have this certain reaction. And I'm like, yes, it is my birthday too, but Jesus is the reason for the season. But honestly, it's a, an excuse for me to get to be around my family because we don't always get to celebrate everyone else's birthday, but we always get together for mine. I mean, we're getting together for really for Jesus, for sure. Right. But, you know, it's a, a bonus on top that, you know, it is my birthday and I get to see all these people and it does make me feel good. And I love that you said to nurture those relationships that, mm -hmm. that make you feel good, that, that brings you joy and light that shines because I kind of feel like our souls kind of recognize each other, whether it's the spirit or the Holy Spirit working with us, within us, you feel good around certain people and you don't feel good around other people. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to protect your space and to protect your peace. And I have been on this journey, like this second, this last quarter of the year, I've been really focused on what brings me peace, what brings me joy, brings me happiness and trying to minimize those things that do not, right? I don't want anxiety. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to have struggle relationships. I want to have great relationships with everyone around me. I, it's not always going to be that way, but you want to nurture the relationships that bring you um, joy, that challenge you to be better as well. Mm -hmm. You know, those difficult times that you have growth and thinking about that, like the challenge to help you grow and the relationships that nurture you, you know, and lovingly, you know, challenge you to grow. I think about how the angel in both encounters with Joseph and Mary said, do not be afraid. Mm -hmm. Like sometimes when you're having a major change in your life, that is a blessing. It can feel so scary because you don't understand it. Right. You're the, 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 the emotions that you're feeling, it, it's, you're not really comprehending what you're supposed to feel. Am I supposed to be scared? Am I supposed to be nervous? But that don't be afraid because Jesus is coming. Wow. You know, you don't really understand it until it's here. And we live in a time where we're blessed to know because this happened before, but we're still trying to understand what is this miracle of Jesus? We can say it and believe it, but it, the revelation comes in waves and it's not the same all the time as we grow and mature as Christians, as people who should love one another as Christians, love our family, the family that we're born into and the family that we choose, protect our space. We get these new revelations about what all these things mean. And for me, the revelation is family, 
for this season, as as Philly has brought up, and the family that you also choose, but also not being afraid to take take a new step, not being afraid of the journey. Because if you're surrounded by people who love you or who love you, like Joseph stood by Mary, if you get that support, you can conquer a lot. Even when you're taking a scary step, when you're making a change, when something new is going on, when something is going to shake up your world, it's a challenge. When you're moving from one situation to the another, the transition for years You've been in a situation and you're transitioning to another. When you have the family, the maybe the ones you're born into or maybe the ones you choose, when you have that support, you don't need to be afraid. That's when true. Jesus is in your life, you don't need to be afraid. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. And people around you will not leave you and forsake you. The people who love you, the people whose souls match with yours, when they recognize you, what you know, you don't have to have a baby in your belly to, you know, to feel excited when you see someone that you love, to have the the bubbling feelings. That's God. Yeah. That's the Holy Spirit saying it. Philly, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> you're gonna be okay. Right. Thank you so much, <laughs> sis. And <laughs> no, I, I love the fact that you mentioned that both of these angels says, you know, do not fear, fear not, you know, God is with you because God does not operate in fear. And yes, it's very scary venturing into new territory. You know, you always want to wade by the pool and just dip your feet in because it's so scary to jump in. But when you trust the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, there is no more freeing than that because you're literally free falling and just believing that he's got your back, you know? And I think it's just really important because this is also a season to, to teach you to trust also, you know, and we're going into a new year and God willing, we all, you know, wake up after the 31st so that we can see another, yet another year because nothing is promised, but live life, you know, to the fullest, keep God close, keep family, you know, close and those and love those from a distance that don't bring positivity and light to you. I think that's the message that we really want to get out there because that's what it's all about. It's about family. It's about unity. It's about community. It's about evangelizing. It's about taking the goodness of the Lord and spreading it so that you can actually help someone whose light might feel dim because they don't feel supported or feel loved or they feel unworthy because of a partner or feeling ostracized by society or whatever that is. You just want to be the lights. For, for, for those people. And, and this is why I love this miracle. Oh yeah. This is a wonderful miracle, the miracle of Jesus. And I really appreciate that we, we focused on um, Mary and Joseph's encounter yeah. with angels because yes. they were bringing into the world a miracle mm-hmm. and they needed to be a familiar fam- family unit to make it work. Right. They needed to fulfill prophecy and, we need that in our lives. If it's not the family you were born into, choose the family who's going to support you, who's going to help you see the miracles in your life, who's going to help you realize that you are a miracle in this world, that you are blessed and you are highly favored and that you are loved by God and that Jesus was sent for you to have redemption, for you to have everlasting life. 
miracle of Jesus is a gift that keeps giving. I'm so moved by by us discussing <laughs> this encounter with angels. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with you. I thoroughly enjoyed this. It feels good to like get close to ending the year talking about this miracle because we don't want to lose sight on what Christmas is all about. So thank you so much for this wonderful discussion. We thank everyone for tuning in. Um, today. And we hope you enjoyed our discussion as much as we love discussing this topic and this miracle of the birth of Jesus Christ. And before we end, we have a few announcements and then we will close with a prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today as we discuss the miracle of Jesus and specifically the familiar encounter with the parents of Jesus found in the books of Luke and Matthew chapter one. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. And before we wrap, we have a few announcements and we would like to close in prayer. First, we would like to announce that we will be back next week with another podcast where we continue to discuss the miracles performed by Jesus Christ. We will also be hosting our next Wisdom Wednesday live on YouTube next Wednesday, December 28th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern time on our YouTube channel, Treading Faith. Treading Faith is also our Instagram handle. So follow our IG page to keep current on what's happening with us. Lastly, our podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Google, our website, treadingfaith.captivate.fm and where other podcasts are found. You can subscribe and share with your family, friends, neighbors, colleagues alike. Before we close into prayer, we want to wish all of you a very, very merry and happy Christmas. We love you. You are our family. We can't do this without your constant encouragement and support. And we're praying for you that this season brings you joy and love in an unexpected way. Now let's close into prayer. Let's join together in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer and specifically praying the text of the Bible because according to Isaiah 55, 11, God's word will not come back void. And because we believe our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Father God, we give you glory and honor. We thank you for the miracle and gift of Jesus Christ, the miracle that has freed us from the grave of sin, the miracle that has redeemed us, has given us redemption and reconciled us with you, the miracle that gives us peace and hope and joy. Oh, Father, in this season, be with us specifically so that we can be reminded of the gift of Jesus. And we can be reminded that in this season, it's about love and family and joy, not just the family you're born into always, but also the family you choose. Isaiah 9, 6 says, for to, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We thank you for the birth of Jesus, O oh Father God. We thank you that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and that we have seen his glory the glory of the son from the father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him shall not perish and have everlasting life. John 3, 16. Father, we thank you for the birth of Jesus. We thank you, Father, that this is a gift given to us, a miracle birth given to us for the miracle in our lives, to be transformed, to be renewed, to have everlasting life. We thank you for peace and prosperity that flows from the love of Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God, we are reminded in this season that we should express love and feel love that we are deserving because you loved us so much that you gave us that you gave our your only son help us with a spirit to be mindful of love and to perceive love in all areas so that we're not so focused on the commercialism that christmas has become but on the family love that you have given us 1 Corinthians 3, 13, 4 to 7 says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Father God, help us to renew our minds to remember what love is so that we accept these characteristics and we give out these characteristics. Father, we know that you loved us first, according to 1 John 4, 19. It is our duty and our privilege to give love, not only to you, but to others in this world. We pray that we do not lose sight of anything. We pray for encounters with angels in this season to show us love, to give us hope and patience, to calm our fears. Oh, Father, we thank you for everything. Because most importantly, 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, so now faith, hope, and love abide. These things, these, these three, but the greatest of these is love. We thank you for your love, Father God. We thank you for Jesus, Father God. We thank you for the love of Jesus to give his life for us. And we love all together. We thank you for this Day, time and day together and we thank you for this season together we love you all merry merry and happy christmas bye